That was fancy, wasn't it? That was real mood, fancy. Mood lighting. Countdown. Wow. Real fancy. It's gorgeous out. Let's pop some ducks. This is the Updark Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Beaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Welcome into another episode of the Up Duck Podcast. If you heard the word fancy, that's because we're on a slightly different platform here. So this is all new. It's a maiden voyage for us. If we screw something up and it sounds funky, well, that's that's on us. Um, this is your first time joining us. Uh, thank you if you're coming back. Thank you again. Uh, let's do some intros, boys. Get that out of the way and then dive into our uh, our fun little topic for tonight. So. My name is Tyler Meaden. I am one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the Rooster Assassin and Mud Motor Maestro, Jeff Ludicky, and the Mississippi Riverboat Gambler himself, Matt Jeske. What's up, boys? That was a new one. That was the one that you fumbled on last week, huh? Yes, that is the one I fumbled on last (laughs) week. You fumbled on it a little bit again. Maestro. I think you meant to say maestro, right? Yeah, yeah, maestro. It kind of came out as in between. It was like maestro, mad hatter, something along those lines. There was another M word there. I just, whatever came out of my mouth, came out of my mouth. I like it. All right. We're doing good. good. Yeah, doing good today. Yeah, we're off to a better start than last week. So, uh, this has become the Jeff, what are you drinking portion? So Jeff, what are you drinking tonight? All right. So the season is upon us and I'm super excited. Best time of the year when Oktoberfest beer starts to come out. That is one of my favorites and it means that fall is right around the corner. So today I have a third space brewing Oktoberfest. Okay. Super excited about it. Excellent. Where's third space brewing? uh milwaukee milwaukee yeah yeah they actually it was funny they tried to they did a proposal with my wife to do a bunch of like strategy for them and build up their email program it was when they were super early on and like uh we can't pay you with money but we can pay you with beer (laughs) and i was like do it but she she's not a beer drinker and it just it didn't really work out but that would have been pretty awesome but that would have been it's a different yeah. kind of currency. Funny little story about third space, but yeah, Oktoberfest is my favorite. So I probably will have a bunch of different kinds of Oktoberfest in uh, future episodes here. Awesome. Sweet. Can't wait to hear about them and ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe try one uh, sometime. Maybe after this little procedure is okay. over with and we that's, can get into that a little bit more. So that's fair. Uh, yeah. For now we're gonna we're gonna hold off on it. I'll keep drinking my H2O, as Bobby Boucher would say, and uh, yeah, life's going to be good. Um, all right, let's um, let's talk about a topic here, or, or our topic for tonight, So, or today, whenever you're actually listening to this podcast. So we are recording this. It is almost it's close to mid-August. We're about a third of the way through August. This will come out in the middle of August. Um, so for us in, in the Midwest, we're about two weeks away from some of the hunting seasons starting to open up here dub season uh early goose teal season and as i get older here i'm like what a you know i'm i'm very goal oriented so i was like let's i think i actually want to write down some goals for this year 
And then it was like, oh, uh, Jeff, Matt, we're going to we're going to do a podcast. And what are your hunting season goals? And I have no idea if they actually had goals or if I just made them write them down for this episode. So we're going to find that out here right now. So um, goals, a high, high level here. When I first asked you that, what are your goals for the season? What did you what did you write down, Matt? I said, uh, shoot more ducks than last year. Okay. That was it. That's my only, that's my only, and it's not that I didn't do well. It's just, I want my dog to pick up as many birds as possible. That's fair. That was it. Did, did that's you high level. A, okay. That is good. Did you keep yeah. a running tally last year? Yeah, I always do. Okay. I pretty much marked any retrieve she's ever had, like in the field or at the farm. Okay. So I got a pretty good number, but. What, what what was the number last year? Can you share? It was like mid twenties, probably for the okay. few times that we went out in the boat. Okay. So, okay. it's more than Pretty I good. shot. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. 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 That's good. I like that. That's a good goal. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Jeff, what do you got going on? High level, I would probably just say get out as much as possible while still maintaining a healthy environment within my household. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's my main goal, <laughs> trying to navigate that, uh, that relationship a little bit with the outdoors and my wife and children. So I think that's, that's the most important part for me, but I don't really have any like specific goals as far as, you know, shoot, you know, X amount of birds, but I guess, Another thing would just be possibly shooting a different species than I've done before, um, whether that be upland or just a different type of duck that I haven't shot before. Um, but I guess I'd probably lean towards a different type of upland bird, whether it's a rough grouse, a hun, a prairie chicken, you know, something like that. I've shot pheasants and woodcock before, but um, that's about it in the upland space. So just getting myself on a different type of bird would be would be my goal for sure. Okay. That's a good goal. I like that. Right. And just expanding our, expanding our boundaries here. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's good. Oh, I, Tyler seems like you had a very laid out list. Now we're, <laughs> we're waiting for your, your, it's really, it's really not. Uh, the first thing that I wrote down just high level was the same thing that Jeff wrote down, which is just hunt as much as possible. It's, it is different trying to hunt and balance a, a life at home with two uh, much, much different than it was um, with one. And especially now where they're both running and they're just everywhere and they're, they're just little tornadoes and they just, you know, destroy things on a daily basis. It's a good, it's a good kind of destruction. It's a, be- it's beautiful chaos is what we call it. But um, just hunt as much as possible while also like yeah, you're talking about, while also maintaining that balance. That was the, that was the first thing I wrote down. Yeah. And that's always the the biggest struggle, right? When you're trying to balance that home and, you know, hunting relationship is like, you know, people can go out and scout all week or scout the Friday before they're going to hunt, find where the birds are, find where the birds want to be. And kind of, I mean, you're not ensuring that you're going to see birds and get birds, but it definitely helps tremendously, especially in our area. And that that's the hard part for us, right? Is we don't even have a lot of time to hunt let alone scout right so the little bit of time that we have it seems like we just we wing it we pick a spot that you know maybe we had seen birds in the past we have marked on our apps and you just go out and hope for the best you know that's that's really the majority of what we're you know where we're at right now in this stage of life yeah it's hard Mm -hmm. it's uh it's, it's it's really hard 
I don't, I, I don't, you summed it up nicely, Jeff. I don't know any way to, and it's the other thing that's hard though, too, is right here, you know, the hunting season comes around, everybody's posting their, uh, their perfect pile pictures or, you know, the tailgate pictures with it, with a couple of roosters. And you're like, Oh man, I really want to go out there. You get FOMO. Um, yeah, you mm-hmm. do. You really yep. do. Or you, you hear know? a bunch of shots in the background while you're out doing yard work. I can. Yeah, I was gonna say I can. Hear I hear it from that my all house. the time. Yeah, yep. I'm right by a, like a big waterfall area, and it's just every night out in the yard, just pop, 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 pop. And it yep. is. It's hard to not get jealous for sure. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's it's real. You know, it's it like it allows you to live vicariously a little bit through people, but it 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 can cause some real issues um it can also cause you to be like okay what am i doing wrong as a hunter because all you see is pictures on social media which is a highlight reel of all the good as opposed to hey you know what not everybody goes out and shoots a limit every time they every time they go out and and hunt right i mean sometimes the that fear of missing out and it can just weigh on you throughout the whole season and i don't know i people probably call me crazy for this but i've had some years where you know, you're constantly thinking you need to be out there. And if you're not, and someone else is, you're, you're jealous yeah. and this and that. And when it gets to the end of the season on that last day, it's almost like a relief in a way where you're like, now I don't need to worry about this. You know, when am I going to try to get out next? And how many birds am I going to shot? And why haven't I shot more? It, it can be a little bit of a, a nice break actually, which sounds crazy, but at this stage, it, it's a real thing. I would, uh, I would agree with that. I think, um, like, and, and it, it wears you down too mentally. Like I get, I get worn down a little bit cause it's, you know, I'm, I'm hunting, getting tired from that. Cause I get up earlier than, you know, all the time and then all the fresh air and, you know, hunting is a grind in, in, in and of itself. And then you come home and you're like, Oh, maybe I should, you know, do some extra work or fold some extra laundry or this and that, you just kind of like burn at both ends. And then, yeah, you get worn, you get burned out a little bit. Yeah, you do. But so. it's mm-hmm. we wouldn't trade it for anything, though, right? No, no. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's get let's get back on on topic here. So, what like what's what do you plan to actually pursue this year from a from a wild game perspective? What do you plan to hunt? Um, well, I do a little bit of everything. Um, I'll plan a deer hunt a little bit. I usually try to get out with my bow a couple times. Um, and then I hunt the, the rifle season for a couple days. I don't do a lot. I actually enjoy scouting and looking at trail cams more than I probably do the actual hunting part. I love just learning about them and finding them on camera and looking at the pictures. I think that's a blast. Um, but I'll do a little bit of that. And then, yeah, pheasants. Hopefully I can get up north in the north woods here in Wisconsin and chase some rough grouse. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research on that, which we can talk about in a little bit too. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Oh, ducks, obviously. Ducks, geese, (laughs) waterfall. (laughs) Oops. This is the up duck podcast, not the up deer podcast. Missed the obvious on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that one goes without saying. Yeah. (laughs) Matt, Matt, what are you, uh, what, what are you chasing? What species are you chasing this year? Just the usual ducks and then pheasants later in the year. Just depends on when the river ice is up and and or I throw in the towel for for the season. Um, I'll I'll have the boat actually ready again this year as opposed to last year for teal season. So that's two and a half weeks ish from today. So that's kind of stressful, honestly. 
think three three weeks whatever it is but it's not that far away um so there's a lot of work to be done there and then two weeks of that or so and then a little bit of break and then back at it until the river's frozen or i kind of give up and want to chase pheasants for a while in november <laughs> i was looking through pictures today and i mean last year i had my i was emptying my boat november 19th because the that's river really, was frozen that yeah, said crazy i packed it up a little early because it did thaw but i mean by that time i've already seen swans come through and i'm sure there was a couple of good days that he could have been out but it wasn't worth i mean i got my boat all wrapped up and i was done by december so that was all right we'll see what it's like but mostly ducks pheasants later in the year okay do you try to get out for the youth hunt at all is there any do you have any nephews or nieces or anything that you take out for that matt no i don't i don't have any family that that hunts or anything like that and all the all the neighbor kids that i would have thought they've kind of grown up since we've lived here i mean they all were kind of that youth hunter and now i see them all with their their own duck boats and trucks driving around the neighborhood so they're they're on their own nice yeah yeah i'm gonna yeah. be this will be my first youth hunt um this year for waterfowl i'm taking my nephew who is uh 12 now so i'm gonna take him for the first time probably out on the boat um i'm assuming but that'll be interesting i've never done the youth hunt i'm really curious to see how many people are out um how chaotic it is compared to the opener. Um, I just don't really know what to expect. So I guess we'll, we'll find out, but it should be fun regardless. Did you ever go out yourself as a youth duck hunter? I didn't. So I did a lot of the youth hunts, um, for pheasants. You know, I was living in Illinois at the time when I, when I turned 12. So I would do the, the pheasants and deer, um, youth hunting, um, but never, never waterfowl. My dad, mm. my dad never, he waterfowl hunted a little bit, um, probably back in the seventies, but he did just did it with a couple of buddies. And then when they kind of stopped, he stopped. So he's never been a big waterfowl guy, just pheasants are his passion, pheasants, deer and Turkey. Yeah. Awesome. I can't, I can't imagine the youth hunt is more chaotic than opening day. I wouldn't That's think it. so. I guess what is the question? I mean, it, say what is a youth is anything under 18, right? You're considered a youth. Or is that not how it is? Uh, is a youth hunter? I don't know. I so I mean, if you're a 16, 17-year-old kid with a driver's license, can you go out by yourself? Or do you have to have a mentor with you? I'm not even sure how that works. I haven't read the regs, that specific part of the regs, because it hasn't been applicable to me, so I don't know the yeah. answer. So I got to look into that. Maybe somebody can can chime in on that for us. But I'll be curious, because if it's just going to be a bunch of high school kids out there too, it might get a little crazy. Who knows? I mean, I guess where uh, where I was for opening day last year, it was it was like a war zone. There were more shots going off than there was the opening day of gun deer season. It was nuts. We were about what? What is yeah. what is what does Eric like to say as the crow flies? That's your guy's new T-shirt. Yeah. Yep, that's right. As, as the crow flies, I think we were what maybe half a mile from each other. Yeah, I was on the river. Mile, you were yeah. you were yeah. on some private land. It was <sighs> it was wild. It was insane. It, I, I was I was blown away. Some of that was us missing, so I'm sure you heard us too. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> there was that. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think that the neighbor next to us, they, um, yeah, I think they they limited out on teal. That's awesome. So, yeah, and then one 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 bonus goose. It was it was crazy. What about um, you, Tyler? What are you What are you going to be doing? What are you chasing? Oh, so I I am still a deer hunter, so I will spend some time in the in the deer woods. Um, that's usually I I've really backed off on that. I used to hunt like 
deer hunting was my was my thing and i used to hunt like opening weekend when it was really hot deer hunting when it's 80 degrees sucks yeah it sucks i hate it uh and i'll probably catch a bunch of flack from the okay hunter crew for this but it sucks and i've really backed off on it until like mid-october it starts to cool off a little bit and then like mid-october through november is like deer hunting time um the problem is that everything overlaps right because i want to do more public land upland hunting uh you know, Jeff, we're close by. We're going to be hunting the same spots. Probably do some hunts together. I want to do more of that this year, right? I've got two dogs, so mm-hmm. I need to do more of that. Um, and then I obviously want to waterfall hunt as much as possible. I will do some dove hunting too. Like, I, or at least I'll try to. I usually try to get out once or twice for dove. It's fun. It's easy. It's, you know, it. it they're they're kind of dumb. So, you know, it's it's pretty lighthearted. You know, you don't... You know, it's um, it's like the light version of of waterfall hunting, right? You don't necessarily. I mean, you just go out, stand by a tree, and you can probably bang a couple of birds. Now, so, I think it was in the was it the last edition of the Gun Dog Magazine too? They were talking about dove hunting and how it can, if you take a young dog out <laughs> dove hunting, you can wreck a dog pretty quick. Now, how do you do? You agree with that? Are you asking me or Matt and me? Either one, either one, both of you guys. I'm not a dove hunter, but I can see where they are going with the article. I didn't, I didn't read the article, but I, I pretty good idea that they're going toward, Hey, you have a young dog. One, it's really hot generally. And then mm-hmm. two, uh, there's a lot of shots. There's a lot of shooting, which is uh, more commotion than any young dog needs. Um, it's a great way to develop bad habits. Um, if your dog hasn't been properly introduced to gunfire, it's a great way for you to make your dog gun shy for the rest of his life or her life. So yeah. Yes. So yep. proceed with caution. If you're hitting up the, uh, the fields for some doves with a young dog. Yeah. D- you know, do it by yourself. Yeah. Don't go mm-hmm. with a group of 10 guys where there's an insane amount of birds and you're going to be, you know, stacking up a uh, hundred plus doves. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I'm, I, I was thinking about that. There's, there is one other species that I would like to pursue this year. Um, I would, I would, I would like to harvest a woodcock. Okay. Right. That's, that's yeah, I got thing. some spots. You do. I've chased a f- I've ch- no down here. Down here. Come. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I got a I bunch of spots marked on some of the public down here. It's the same, same spots that they release pheasants. I've, I've had some little areas marked that I've seen woodcock through the last two or three years. Yeah. They're, they're you just got to so catch bad. them during that migration. Yeah. That's, and that, that's it. Like I've seen them migrating through on the private piece that I've, you know, that, that, uh, that I get to waterfall hunt on and, but they're so fast and I'm, barely encounter them in the wild i'm like oh, oh yeah oh is that a woodcock oh i they're guess it fa- was they're fast little buggers for sure yeah, and they'll let you yeah. get like they'll let you get right up on them too and they won't move and they'll flush like at your feet at least yeah. from the experience that i've had it's 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 tough to get a shot it's it's similar to grouse yeah it, but it's hard I, I guess i i had to figure out how to specifically hunt them in the in that the the, the private spot and then the, the public spots that you're talking about too. Cause I know when the migration comes through, there's plenty, there's the right habitat for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I don't know if they hold, I mean, obviously they're a much smaller bird, but what I've noticed recently is Josie does not seem to get as, as birdie 
around the woodcock as she does with a, a pheasant. So, I mean, it's obviously a bigger bird. It has a lot more scent. So I'm sure that plays a big role in it with them being such a small little thing, but she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't get, it's not the same for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's just her. I don't know. Maybe other people have the same experience, but that's what I've, that's what I've had so far. How many? But she finds them. She just doesn't get real worked up about it. How many? Uh, how many woodcock has she like pointed or been on point over? Uh, maybe a dozen. Not a lot. Okay. You know, I'll probably the last two or three years. It's it's probably been two to three a year, somewhere in there. Um, so yeah, not not a ton, but okay. they're around. You just got to catch them at the right time. Yeah, and yeah. you got to be careful too because as season closes um, earlier than pheasants so you got to make sure you check the regs and make sure you know what what zone you're in and when that season closes for that particular area yeah it's uh i I hadn't really thought about it too much but you know we have some really smart guests on tony peterson mentioned you can catch the woodcock migration i was like duh why haven't i thought about this is another hunting opportunity it's just another hunting opportunity it's fun it's different it's unique you know it's different than i've done so when, why not? Why not write sure. it down? And if I write it down and try to make it a goal, then I just keep it top of mind instead mm-hmm. of getting into hunting season and be like, oh, you know, kind of tired today. Oh, maybe I'll sleep in. So just go. Um, just go. Yeah, just go. Just go. Uh, Jeff, are you going to pretty much hunt uh, public land? Is that your jam this year? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, at least for upland birds. Um I did, I do have a, um, opportunity to do some private land hunting up in Northern Wisconsin, uh, near park falls, which is the grouse capital of the world. Uh, that's their claim to fame. Right. Um, so I did get a, a connected with a guy that owns like 300 acres up there, um, doesn't grouse hunt. So that could be a cool little opportunity for me, but mostly it'll be public land. Yeah. Deer hunting is different. Right. I'll get up and, and bow hunt and, and gun hunt for deer up at our family farm in the, the central Wisconsin area. So I'll be able to do some private there, but other than that, yeah, it'll be all public. Okay. Matt, are you just, are you just hunting the river? Yeah. I mean, more than likely, okay. maybe I'll get invited on something, but more than likely just going out on the river. Okay. What about your, what about your club? You got any connections to your club? Anybody that'll take you out? No, not really. I mean, there's been a couple of hunts I've done on private with some of those guys, but one of them just moved away and yeah, typically nobody's that close. So it's just easier to take the, take the boat out and go myself. Now, do you have any other smaller rivers around there, Matt, that kind of feed into the Mississippi that you could, you could go out on or not really? I mean, the ones real close to me, you'd, it's more of a kayak canoe situation. If, if that's how you were set up, I see. Um, there's a couple other places that are, there's some marshes and things, but like that, you got to hit that on a weekday or, or, um, definitely not on opening day. Some of these places, or it's just a farther drive. It's really, I don't know. It's whatever you're up to. If you feel like yeah. driving over an hour, then there's, there's some places you could go, but I don't know. I've just kind of, kind of got my, my zone figured out. So, and this has only been my second season up there. So, you know, kind of figuring that out even more this year will be, be better. I'd love yeah. to learn more about the Mississippi and duck hunting yeah, on the Mississippi specifically. <laughs> well, you know way more than me <laughs> and Tyler. I, uh, I spy a future podcast episode. Right I was going to say, yeah. we should probably do that. And you, you'd have to be strategic about it, obviously, to not get away your uh, yeah. your areas. But I think we could all learn a lot about what it's like 
duck hunting out in the Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could break it, just break it down for anybody that's never done it before. Right, they have yeah. all these different pools, and I, I, yep. it's just all these different. It's just yeah. so different than where you know where we're at. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And Matt, Matt, how many how many different species of duck do you anticipate harvesting on the Mississippi this year? I'd say last year I took six, seven, six or seven different different ducks last year. Dang, that's a nice variety. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Didn't shoot a goose. All ducks. Really? So, mm-hmm. I missed a goose. Didn't shoot one. A little sky blast? <laughs> it was just a clean miss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> clean miss, and then the second time I was picking up decoys. So yeah, can't, do, can't do anything there. I would, I would guess every that time. thing. Yeah, that thing was probably moving way too slow for you. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 say that. <laughs> Let him a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, a, just a bit out in front. Yeah. So, uh, man, how much scouting do you do for for teal then? Because that's three weeks away. Have you done any yet, or do you plan to do any? I found a couple spots in the Iowa side where, like, if I wanted to go before work and get into the office still by eight thirty. I could just drop in and maybe go because um, historically that's where the teal have cut across. I, I just wanted to find a spot that I could do that. Um, and then the spots that I went to last year, I'm kind of banking on that they're on the same flight path and hit sort of the same spots. So um, once I get back from a trip we're taking uh, soon and get the blind on, I'm probably going to go out one morning before work and just kind of hit the same spots and see if birds are moving in the same direction and that's about as much time as i'm going to be able to put in for for serious scouting but i mean if they're on the river they're there you'll you'll be able to see them and if they're not right where you are you kind of know where to go the next time so that's that's how i that's how i use my time to to figure it out that's that's called uh, a finite amount of time when you have uh-huh. children yeah yep Get, pick your battles Exactly. Now, are you basically, I'm assuming you're just seeing mostly blue wings, even on the Mississippi, right? I mean, the green wings are coming down more with the mallards, but you don't see any other types of teal like the cinnamon or anything, do you? No, no. All blue wings until, well, last year, I mean, I shot blue wings in like November still, which was really surprising. Wow. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it was a mix. It It was both in November, but all through October were mostly blue wings. Nice. I wonder where the cutoff is for the cinnamon. That's more west, isn't it? Way west. Yeah. Way west. Like yeah. more. You're talking like California and mm-hmm. way, way away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I saw some. There was like a pair of them. I think we were in Grand Teton National Park a couple of years ago, and they just happened to be in like a little roadside pond. So apparently, sometime somewhere between like the middle middle of the west towards all the way to the coast. I'd gotcha. Say. Yeah. Those look like cool birds. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Jeff, what about what about you? How many species of waterfowl do you plan to harvest? You hope to harvest. Oh, I don't know. I'll probably shoot a couple of teal. We usually do shoot some wood ducks. I'll usually scratch out a couple of mallards. Um, I mean, that's that's really the majority of what we have here. Um, luckily the, the one field that I have permission to hunt on with a buddy of mine this year is corn. Um, they alternate corn and beans, and we usually have some pretty good success in the years that it's corn, um, shooting mallards late in the year. So that'll be nice to do a little bit of field hunting. So hopefully we'll have some success with that. Um, but yeah, for ducks, just 
pretty much teal wood ducks and mallards i would love to shoot a pintail or anything redhead i mean that'd be pretty cool to shoot one of those more rare birds for wisconsin Mm -hmm. they're around i've seen them scouting before (laughs) yeah yep yeah it's hard there's not a not a huge variety though where we are jeff no there's really not i mean 90 percent of it is teal wood ducks and mallards in wisconsin right yeah unless you're chasing divers out in the the big pond but Mm -hmm. over at least by us where we're more inland that's that's pretty much the majority of it yeah and i don't know i don't even know i did the waterfall hunting i've done the past couple of years has been all mostly early season and it's that's pretty much teal and woodies like there's not i'm not seeing big ducks fly flying um, because you know, when you compare them to a teal, they just stick out like a sore thumb and everything is yeah, still, still pretty small. Well, especially last year, it was even the opener. Yeah. Everyone was just shooting piles of teal and mm-hmm. that was, that mm-hmm. was it. I mean, we shot one hen mallard on the opener, but the rest of it, it was just all teal. Yeah. 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 So I would love, it would be great to do a little bit of late season, um, cooler weather, waterfall hunting and, and get on some mallards this year. That'd be great, but I'm going to need, I'm going to need help with that more than likely is my guess because that's also going to be like prime time in a tree stand you know chasing bambi yeah so i would be i'll work on you a little bit as yeah. i always do yeah well so so here's the thing is i i now have access to a couple water vessels non-motorized water vessels but water there we vessels. Go. so like i i was thinking about what we're going to talk about today and i really need to do as much scouting as i do hunting just to learn um for the for the long term right there's there's a bunch of little bitty rivers all around us here jeff and there's little landlocked um public spots there's a couple of them that i know about that i need to go check out i got a hot tip on one of them um there's some of the other places that are where there's just the only way to really get back in is is via water. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to paddle my way back there. Right. A mud motor would be ideal. Like we were talking about yesterday, Jeff. Um, mm-hmm. So like uh, more scouting would be, would be something I should really write down a number of days. I won't because then I'll feel pressure to actually do that, but I should really be doing more scouting as we kind of talk this out here. Well, it's awesome that you got a water vessel now. Um, yeah. Like we've, we've said multiple times in the podcast, it just opens up so many more opportunities for you when you have uh something to get yourself out on the water so that's that's awesome that'll be that'll be big mm-hmm. for you yeah and i won't i will not put these in on, on the rock river more than likely that's that's probably gonna be a little bit big um yeah, you get a 40 horse surface drive come ripping by you at four in the morning yeah you probably don't, don't want to do that make sure no. you got your headlamps on both yeah, front and back of your oh, head my goodness. Yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it's a little, it'd be a little scary. So, yeah, but I mean, sure. I'm excited about that though. Cause you're, you're right. It does open up so many more. I feel like it opens up a lot more opportunities for me, right? Instead of having to depend on someone to take me out or be knocking on doors. It's like, Oh, Hey, look, there's a bridge. Oh, <laughs> it's cool. absolutely. The kayaks and the canoes. Yeah. Any bridge, it doesn't really matter. You just plop her in the water and you're good to go. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. The one kayak is, it's small. I mean, it's, it's small, um, but that's fine. That's great. Yeah. You know, then it's, it's like 50 pounds. Great. I can, and you can do some jump shooting too. Even if you don't want to sit, you can just float down the river and it's true. See what you can find. It's true. Mm-hmm. Wait for my dog to tip it over. That's how I started my waterfall hunting. That was just, that's all it was, was just floating down the river, jump shooting ducks. 
that's how I got the the bug. That's okay. It's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would I would take that. Yeah. Yeah. Time to shoot a couple of mallards. Yeah. Be all over that. So that'd be um that's that I have high hopes for the year. I'm sure they will get sidetracked uh, by something, right? There's always something that comes up. Um, now, what do you got for trips, Tyler? What, what's, uh, what kind of trips do you got planned out that you can, you can talk about? I've got one trip. That's it. Okay. Just one. So, uh, it is our Iowa. It's going to, hopefully it's an annual thing. Um, Iowa DIY public land pheasant with the three of us mid December. Mm-hmm. So we just booked, we booked our lodging for that. So we've got, we're heading in a slightly different location than we did last year. Uh, we will have, we'll see if it's just the three of us, if we add more people to it. So that'd be, that'll be fun. If anybody's got any hot tips for uh, central, west central, western Iowa, maybe you're really feeling generous uh, and want to say, hey, you want to come out hunt, hunt my public land or my private land spot? We, you know, we, I'm sure we could take you up on that. But um, uh, yeah, we're, you know, that that's we'll see how that goes i'm excited to do that this year uh, we'll see if we have more people we'll have more dogs for sure like regardless yep, at least we'll one them. yep at least one i don't know we'll see where she's at so i've got to do some work with her on the upland side although uh based on like the the waterfall training that i'm doing it's probably not great but that's okay yeah yeah that'll be a fun one for sure right i think we'll have more success now that we're going to a new area a little bit further to the west um, I've already started pinning a bunch of stuff, so I'm on it, boys. Excellent. I'm on it. <laughs> and Man, the, area, the, the area that we're going is just littered with public land all around it, so I yeah. think we'll do pretty good. Okay, Matt, I poked Matt, around a little bit. Matt, this is this is why we bring Jeff along here. Yeah. Okay, all right, he does all the work for us. Yeah, I love that stuff, man. Just getting on there and playing with the filters, and it's it's fun. Better than playing video games. That is a video ex- game, right? I, yeah, it's yeah, my video much. game. <laughs> I get excited thinking about, you know, pinning spots, but I haven't actually opened it up and started to look at it yet. You just ask for all of my pins once we get there. That's, <laughs> That's true. That's true, yeah. That's okay. That's, true. That's okay. Hey, we've all got that one friend, I'm, right? I'm willing to share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not like that. <laughs> oh yeah that's it for me though i i would love to do more it's not in the cards at this point in time so maybe uh maybe next year yeah that's okay at least you're getting out once that's that's awesome yeah jeff you alluded to it what do you got going on here well yeah our iowa trip um and then late october i am taking a trip to um southwestern minnesota so that'll be the first time that I'm going to hunt Minnesota. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we have uh, one of my wife's really good friends from college. Uh, their family owns a, a massive farm. Um, I think it's 10,000 acres. And they're like, sure, come hunt it. So it's like, sign me up. Um, so we're, and there's a bunch of public land around there too. So I've been pinning areas in that. Um, but it should be a fun trip where we're taking the kids, the dog, my wife, we have an Airbnb set up that's kind of right by her friend's house. So the kids can go play with their kids. Um, and then me and the dog will sneak out and, and see if we can chase some roosters around, but it should be a fun one. It'll be interesting though. Uh, I'll be probably taking the, uh, family minivan on this road trip. So I'm going to be, if you guys see any uh, a minivan, a white minivan parked uh, next to some CRP in the ditch, that's probably me. <laughs> so it should be interesting driving that thing around. But 
The, the meat wagon. Fun. Yeah, we'll call it the meat wagon. The meat. Yes. Now we're talking. <laughs> Could be a new nickname. That's right. That's right. <laughs> are you Are you going to go up uh, to the grouse capital and and spend some time up there? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I've been talking to my brother-in-law a little bit about it. Um, we haven't dialed in any dates or anything like that. So if we do, um, hopefully I can send some invites out possibly to a couple guys that I know that might be interested. Uh, Tyler, I know you are one of them. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you sit there like, I hope that was me. I hope, it, I hope, I hope he's talking about me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we have a family cabin up, up in the Northwoods, so right in grouse country so again i've been all over my app on that trying to mark areas that look good for rough grouse um i've learned a little bit about scouting for them um, there's actually on the app that we use there is a young aspen filter and the you can turn that on and off and aspen stands are really good for grouse it's great grouse habitat um, it's real thick in the winter they actually eat the dead flowers from the aspen trees and that's what they use for their food um, so being able to filter that young aspen on and off is has been pretty awesome so you know just looking for recreational trails that are near these aspen stands has kind of been how i've been scouting virtually for for rough grouse so i hope i'm doing it right if anybody wants to help me out on that um, much appreciated um, but we're just kind of learning by doing and Hopefully I can get up there and we can see what happens. So it'll be exciting. I'll probably miss a lot, but everybody misses a lot when it comes to rough grouse. Yeah. Yeah. Learning by doing. I mean, that's, what's a, what a better way to learn though. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. So I got three, two for sure. Three, hopefully trips coming up this year. It's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's see if Matt can outdo three. Hmm. Well, I don't think so. Uh, I got the Iowa trip, obviously, in December. And then uh, we'll come back from that, and I will take all of my gear and put it in my other box for my dad and I to go down to Real Foot at the end of the end of December. So that'll be our Where annual. Is that again, Matt? Tennessee, the northwest Tennessee. corner. Okay. So that'll be our annual trip down there. So um, December will be busy for uh, driving and hunting trips. So. That's a guided hunt in Tennessee. Yeah, yep. That's yep. awesome. So, how does what is it like? What is the what is it like going there? You don't need to say what what outfitter you're using if you don't want to. But what is the what is a day chasing um, ducks down in Tennessee? I mean, so the way that the Real Foot Lake is, it's kind of a unique situation. If you've looked into it at all, um, they have these big box blinds that sit up on stilts, and basically there's a, a garage off the back, so you drive the boat underneath it. Um, and then step up into it and it's big, I don't know. Oh, that's cool. 25 foot long blind with 10, 10 shooting stalls in it. And almost every blind on the lake is like that. Um, and it's a whole thing about how it's set up. Traditionally it was passed down by generation and then they cut that off. So anybody who owns the blinds now still owns it, but as soon as you pass on, that goes into a, a lottery. Um, so anyway, uh, down there you'll, you'll wake up because everything's set out decoys stay out all year long um you'll go out there at, i don't know meet at the launch at five o'clock you're out at the blind at 5 30 get everything going breakfast sitting around get everything you know until 6 30 or whatever whenever it starts and then you'll stay out there till i think the lake closes at two because it's a refuge so they shut down hunting at i think 1 30 or two o'clock 
So you got to pack up and, and head in by then. So it's pretty standard down there as far as there's not a lot of things you can change. There's no decoys to put out. It's the same thing. Just everything. You got to connect some propane tanks and, you know, generators and stuff in the morning, but that's it. So, so they leave it's a little the different. It's a little like... different than other uh, outfitters or situations, right? Real foot is almost all the same. Every single blind is the same. Sounds like the cat's ass for what we have to, we, we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You just, yeah. you just roll in and load yeah. your shotgun and you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now they leave the decoys out all year. Are you talking, they leave them out in the water during the or season. They just leave them inside of the blind during the oh, season. Yeah. They leave them all, in the water all season long. I should say not in the water, year. in the water. Really? Yep. Yep. And they don't, they don't mix it because, up. They don't change <laughs> out. You don't depend on where the wind, they're not they, moving them around. No, really? They'll, yeah. They'll, uh, well, in each area, like around each blind, there's probably north of 600 decoys. So Holy you're not going to be rearranging any of those uh, every morning. Like they yeah, will go out and wild. change things if things aren't really working. But the, basically, there's decoys all the way around 360 around your blind. And then there's big pockets out front or maybe one out back, you know, depending on the wind. So things could be adjusted. And that's it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You- it, Real foot's a very unique situation. You don't, that's not, that's, that's not the typical. Can you take Maggie? Um, I wouldn't probably. So first of all, our guide doesn't, the blind doesn't have a dog stall. So he, he's been doing this since he was like 14. So, you know, 35 years of guiding, he's doesn't have, no, not a lot of people have dogs down there between snakes and all sorts of other things going on. Just not that popular. And he doesn't like having it cause he doesn't know what your dog is like or whatever. And he'd rather just go out and pick up birds, which is totally fine. Not to mention, I mean, it's just one more thing to worry about on a trip, you know, yeah. you know, are your you, dog and feeding your dog and taking, <laughs> it's a lot. Are you hunting deep water? I mean, is he having to take the boat out to pick up the ducks or are you guys just this walking is, around in the water? Um, it depends on the year. So it's in a timber hole. So it's not deep water, but it's got cypress tree knees and you'd trip on them pretty easy. If you had waders oh, on, I wouldn't, sure. not highly recommended. So but last year I had a kayak out there. Around. So yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. But last year, like it was frozen quite a bit. And then he had ran generators, you know, with ice eaters to keep it open. Um, you know, and he would send out his, he had a family friend that was kind of in his early teens. We'd send him out on the ice to go pick up ducks. You know, he wore waders in case anything happened, but he'd go out and walk. And then he had a kayak that he'd float over and, I would jump in that and paddle around and pick up birds, but that's not typical either. He usually just zips around on the boat and picks them up. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's very unique. It's not like any place else that does this. It's, it's pretty, pretty unique. Now, are you going to get out to Wisconsin? I, I don't remember if you just mentioned this, but you guys usually, you go out and chase divers in Wisconsin usually every year, don't you? I usually do. The It's been hit or miss every year that we've been out there and that's just how, you know, duck hunting is. So I'm taking my money and spending it on something else this year, more than likely, like okay. the other trips. So, um, not that it wasn't fun. Like the years that we've we killed ducks, it was a lot of fun. But the years it's not, it's a lot to drive to Milwaukee, then up to Green Bay, and then stare at the sun for a couple hours and then head home. So, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. maybe <clears throat> another nice. time. I would love to do it again. Honestly, if I knew people that did it, like religiously and that was their thing and they could just call me when it was getting really hot and i would drive up there like that's that would be the way to do it so well, if you guys ever find any guys... friends in, on green bay that do that i'm in 
inclements. <laughs> Last year you had some inclement weather too, didn't you? You had to hunt on the, the bay side. Yeah, we had on a hunt on the bay instead of Lake Michigan and it was a bummer because there was no wind. And then it's a bummer if there's too much wind. It's it's gotta be like perfect out there. So yeah. Okay, well, nice. you'll have to keep us posted on any other trips that you plan yeah. since you're pocketing that money. I will. Yep. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. We'll, we'll keep asking about it too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just kick off yeah. every episode. All right, Jeff, what are you drinking? Matt, what's the latest on your trips? Yeah. <laughs> yeah can, can you yeah. tell us more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, any other miscellaneous goals that you guys have? Uh, not goals. Not really. No. Things you want to accomplish or do. I mean, Jeff, you've got a new gun, so you like, you know, yeah, I got a new gun. Hopefully I can get out and shoot some sporting clays here, five stand or something soon. Um, so I can get some practice. I have not shot it yet. So I need to go out and do that. Um, at least pattern it. Um, Shooting is overrated. Just take yeah, it out. The field. Yeah. yeah, you'll figure it out. Like I said, it was just time is so limited. You know, the little bit of time I have, I just, just go hunt, just go. Right. So let's yep. see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Let's see how this goes. Five years yeah. ago, this is not what we would have done. No. <laughs> I have been, I'm still, I, I'm addicted to like new gear and stuff. So I've been actually looking at some new stuff. Um, I just bought a new gun, but I'm actually been looking at, uh, possibly looking at buying a GPS collar. I don't know yet. I don't know if I'm convinced. <laughs> All right. Let's let, let me ask a question here. Do you think yep. that, do you think that Josie ranges big enough where a GPS collar is mandatory? No, it's not mandatory. Um, she definitely doesn't range that far. But when we're in super thick stuff, I, I've been leaning towards not running a bell on her as of late. I used to just primarily always run a bell. And then when we tried it in Iowa, I ended up kind of liking not having the bell. But I get a little stressed out when I can't see her for a couple minutes. I was going to say, you, you ran without the bell. And it was awesome because it was the, the quiet aspect, but at the same time, it's like, all right, where are the dogs at? I know. Especially I was, Josie, because if she's on point, you don't know. Where, where'd she go? You don't know. Yeah. And she's small and she just disappears <laughs> in the cover. Yeah. So I get anxious about it. Um, so I, if anything, it wouldn't be really because she ranges too far. It's just more of like a security blanket for me. It just makes me feel better being able to just look down and know where she is. But it's a big investment. I'm not sure if I want to do it yet, but we'll see. Yeah, so like I've been looking at the the Alpha 10, the Garmin Alpha 10. It looks like a really cool device. It's really small. That's the big thing I didn't like about the, the other ones. They seemed big and cumbersome and just a lot more than what I needed. Mm. The Pro 550H, I think I like that one, but it's really long. That one has GPS capabilities too but it's it's really long and big i think tyler i think you've talked about that but the alpha 10 looks really compact it just looks like a really nice nice receiver nice handheld i i, I suppose i can get on board with that yeah it is, it is it's a sizable investment though it's almost as much as your firearm yeah it's close i think when i packaged it out with the was it the tt15 i like the one that actually has the stem and the tone and the vibrate i think the the T5 is just a GPS collar. It doesn't have any training features on it where the TT15, I, I might be getting this wrong. I think it's a TT15 has all the training stuff too. 
But yeah, with that and the mini, I think I'd probably get the mini because I don't need nine miles of of range. I think it was like it was gonna be like six hundred and fifty dollars, I think, for the package. So yeah, just about the same price as my gun. A little bit less. A little bit less, yeah. I don't I don't know. It look it's I don't know. Okay. I, yeah. I'm hemming and hawing about it. So I gotta do some more research. Add this to the opening. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll just see. Make, just making notes here. You know, then you get the GPS collar. Then you then it'd be cool to get the watch, the Garmin watch that goes with it. That's another like five, six hundred dollars. So you could just look down and see that your dog's on point on your wrist. That'd be pretty cool, but it's probably not necessary. Cool. I mean, yeah. This this is the addiction that, that this is this is a real thing, Tyler. Well, well, so at OKS Hunter, Hunter, we often make jokes about how hunters are broken. This is why you just walk us down that path, right? This is exactly why. Yeah. Yep. But I know you guys are running labs, so GPS collars are just not a thing. Yeah. But with a pointer, I don't know. It it would be nice to have and be able to just look down and know if she's on point and what direction she's at, how many yards, just right at my, the tips of my fingers. Or your wrist, if you make the investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we're then we're getting up to like the thousand dollar mark, probably more. <laughs> Jeez. Just think about the convenience of looking at your wrist. Uh, that would yeah. be pretty cool. I think they even like vibrate when the dog goes on point. Oh, oh that's man. You can awesome. program it with the dog's name, so it would say Josie is on point right on your wrist. Yeah. Okay. That's, Nobody else can be able to see this, but just just take my money. Right that's now. pretty. Right. That's right. pretty badass, isn't? That's pretty badass. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's oh, it's so man. cool though. Hats off to Garmin for having that that capability. That's really cool. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like how far Josie's ran too. I've always wondered how many miles she puts on versus how many miles we put on. It'd be pretty cool to track that. And with that alpha system, you can do that. You can see how far the dog ran and what look at their tracks and mm-hmm. You can mark where your truck is, so you can always find your way back to the truck. There's just a lot of cool features that are starting to starting to wear on me and break me down. I know. I know. <laughs> we we often we often get lost, can't remember where the truck is in all these public spots in Wisconsin, right, Jeff? Yeah, that doesn't happen on Wisconsin. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, giving you. Flag if I'm now. doing more, you know, now that I'm <laughs> starting to do more out of state trips, you know, hopefully that continues. That's where. You know, having that GPS collar, I think would, it would make me feel less anxious about, you know, her running off or getting into something. I don't know where she is. It, it's just a, it's just a peace of mind thing really for me. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Selling peace of mind. Yep. So, um, all right. Uh, Matt, anything miscellaneous for you goal wise? Maybe, maybe it's, hey, maybe it's, I want to shoot a few geese this year maybe it's i don't know i'd love to i i think you guys hit on it before though it's just getting out a few more times i mean being able to get out on teal season maybe that's two or three more times depending on what i can squeeze in you know and then just making the most of that like mid to late october i feel is pretty pretty good hunting usually and it's before you're really worried about a freeze so i just got to be good and I, I do this every year where you know you bank all this vacation and then you're like oh i'm gonna wait it's going to get colder. It's going to get better. And then you're using your vacation in the spring for something else instead of actually taking it hunting when you only get the 60 days plus your bonus days and whatever. So I got to be better about just taking days during the week. And then you're, you're the pressure's off from the weekend hunters. And um, it's a lot, 
more relaxed. You know, you can sleep a little bit longer and then put the boat in. I just need to do that a lot better job of that. Yeah. I like I like weekday hunts too because then the pressure's off at home too. There's not that sense yeah. of guilt of yep. oh I'm missing family time here. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. I think that's it for me. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Tyler, we checked off your entire goal list for 2023. Well, so I wrote down like the the one miscellaneous <laughs> one. You guys are gonna laugh with this one. I would love to learn how to call. That'd be great. You know. Um, or just improve my calling skills. It it's a good like off-season a, goal too, which I, I know, sure. again have come and gone and not become a better goose caller. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's another it's year. A, yeah, I've got I've got three weeks, right? Yeah, you have the call. <laughs> you have you have the calls in your truck. Yeah, but I don't. I work from home though, so oh, that's true. <laughs> You're not really on the <laughs> no, road. The a commute lot. isn't really. What I know too, some people some people don't advise keeping them in the truck too if it gets really hot. That's always an yeah. issue as well, especially if you have some pretty high value calls. But start yeah. blowing on that thing, man. You drive yeah. you drive just crazy, but I know seriously, yeah. But the thing, anytime I can't pull them out. The, I, the problem I have is I can't pull them out when the girls are around because if I do, then they've got them and they're running with them. Yeah, right? they're in there. Yeah. Oh, they're mm-hmm. in there. I mean, I've they broke into other goose calls that I've been gifted, so. I should have three goose calls. I have one right now because they just, you know, they bust them. So there's, um, it real, realistically, it's really just getting better at, at calling geese, right? That's it. Yeah. That's, just work on the honk. Just, yep. just stick with, just learn and master the honk and then mm-hmm. work up from there. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about cadence and going fast and no, while you no. just learn a basic honk and then start, yeah. start from there. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's really it. like, if you, I mean, I, every morning when I'm walking, there's geese flying over and it's, it's pretty slow and methodical and that's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just paying more attention and replicating that. I'm not, I don't need to be ripping off strings and we're then no, just no, we're not, we're talking baby steps here. Okay. This is the mm-hmm. one, one. Oh, I would like to get to the one Oh two level. All right. There yeah. you go. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, and it was like I think Zach, maybe it was Zach that meant somebody mentioned it. It was like it's one of those things where you you practice and you try to learn a new call and you try to learn a new call and then all of a sudden it like clicks and you're like, how did I not know how to do this before? Why did it take me that long to figure this out? But then once you figure it out, it's like just game over. You can just repeat, 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 repeat. It's like you got it. It but it just getting to that point can be it, it takes time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. That's so, a good goal. Yeah. I thought that was, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Down. It's good. Yep. Right. I've got like 15 of them. If I complete two of them, we'll be, you know, be a successful <laughs> season. <laughs> Pretty sure that's failing season. But <laughs> kind of the, as a, as a success. We're, we're grading on a curve here. Probably. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right heavy curve. curve. <laughs> that's right. Right. Um, all right. That's all I got outside of a few sky blasting questions, boys. All right. Let's hear them. You want to start it off? Yeah. I got a a few. I didn't prepare. I don't, I don't have any. I have a few, but they all have a same theme. So we'll see how it goes. Mine uh, do not have a theme here. They're quite random. Uh, First one is uh, what is on your go-to burger? Um, Lettuce, pickles, and cheese. Ooh. But I take the pickles off and I eat them on the side. It's a pro move. 
Silence. Do you guys think I'm a weirdo? It is a pro. I don't like them on the burger, but I love pickles. So if a pickle doesn't come on the side, I order pickles on the burger. I take it off, eat them on the side of the burger (laughs) as a side dish. That's my move. Well, Come on, give right. me something. Don't okay. just don't right. just sit I there. Just, just, you gotta um, say, yeah, that that's smart. <laughs> that's something <It's> smart. It's the best at Jimmy John's too, because you can get extra pickles for free, and then you just pull all of them things off of there. You get like a half a pickles worth of pickles you can take off. You don't need to buy the side pickle. You just get pickles on yourself and take them off. <laughs> That is that is that is a pro move. Genius. <laughs> pro move. The things you learn on this podcast. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Jeff All is right. Jeff is a fan of Oktoberfest beers and pickles. Yep. Pickles Got on it. the side though. Not pickles on the side. It can't be on the, the sandwich. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Matt, go to burger. Uh, if I'm at a burger place, it's usually whatever one is like the Western or barbecue type burger. So oh, it's usually got okay. like, you know onion rings and bacon and barbecue sauce of some kind. That's usually my, my go-to. That sounds good. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> uh, did either of you buy a lottery ticket in the past you know, month when it's been over a billion dollars here? Nope. Okay. No, I bought some pull tabs at the bar the other day though. <laughs> and pull tab investor. I think pull, I, I was just going to say pull tab investing. I think I, I think I spent, eight bucks and i won a dollar but then i put that dollar right back in the machine to see if i could win more and nothing but i enjoyed myself while i was eating wings and fries okay that's what pull tabs are all about my my uh my words of wisdom for the two of you is hey these are from wayne gretzky i believe who said you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take True. Yeah, I think Michael Scott recorded Michael Scott, that one Wayne, too. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it is. Uh, okay. Uh, here's one that's going to uh, make your head spin a little bit. If you could invent a holiday, what would it be? Well, probably know, just be it, like it, the opener of duck season. Right? <laughs> I was just going to say it would be in October or November. I don't know what it would be called, but yeah. You know, probably the like o- mid to late October season. is when it would be. But yep. that, duck season opens on a Saturday, though. Maybe we'll go with like a national, like Oktoberfest beer release day. There you okay. go. That could be that could be a holiday I could get down with. All right, that's fair. What do you? I want to. I want to know what yours is, Tyler. If I could invent a holiday, yep, it would be Super Bowl Monday. Mm. Hey, that's a good one. That's smart. It's the. It is insane that we have 130 million people watch the Super Bowl and everybody has to go to work the next day. So the party ends at. Not that I'm partying or anything, right? I have two toddlers, but that you you have to go to work the next day after you filled yourself with crappy food. Not crappy food. T- very very tasty food, but food delicious that makes you feel, food. Yeah, yeah you just put food. the Super Bowl on Saturday. I think that, that would be the happen. other solution, but yeah. There you go. Come. All right, a uh, couple more for you, gentlemen. Uh, actually, no, sorry, just one more. Uh, this could be a controversial topic, but oh boy. does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely not. Uh, after being in Hawaii, it depends on where you are. So if you're in Hawaii, it absolutely depends on a pizza while you're there. While you're back, it's hit or miss. Okay. Pineapple doesn't belong on anything. <laughs> anything. 
Pineapples <laughs> look cool though in the store. I don't want to eat them though. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's all I got. That's it. That's why there was that was I I was wondering if we would get the split split opinions yeah. on that. So we're kind of stuck with the the food theme here. Two of your four questions were food related, and all I have are food related questions. <laughs> <laughs> Must be heading toward colder weather. We're all craving fatty yeah, foods right. here. Okay, I have really quick ones. These should just be fast. Okay. Uh, pasta or pizza? Pizza. Pizza. Okay. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. And we're talking about Coca Cola. I know this can yes. get confusing with people down south. Everything's Coke, right? Yes. Coke, Coca Cola, or Pepsi Cola? Uh, neither. Neither. Well, you got to pick one. I don't drink soda. Well, pick one. Uh, okay. Uh, Coke. <laughs> okay. Matt, what did you say? Coca Cola. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Oh, Swedish Fish. Really? Tyler? Neither. You can't say neither. That's not part of, that's not the deal. I do not eat, I have never eaten either one of those candies. They're disgusting. All right. Starburst or Skittles? Skittles. I got to come up with candies. At least you can pick one. Starburst. Okay. Mm. All right. At least we got one for you. Thank you. Thanks. That's all I got. It's all food. Okay. Right. We're in the food. We're in a, we're in a food theme here. That's right. right. That's good. Uh, okay. That's that's it. I think that's all. That's it. We're uh, we'll wrap it up here. We'll uh, cut the cut the recording off here. If you made it this far, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we hope you'll join us next time. Probably next week. We have another episode out for you. If you have ten seconds, please go ahead and leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are consuming this podcast and um uh, we're getting close to hunting season so uh happy hunting uh good luck as you approach the season and uh get all your final tune-ups and scouting sessions in and uh, uh if you if you have time you want to hit us up on social please do we're on pretty much every social media platform mainly on the gram and the tiki tock uh shoot us messages there we'd love to connect but matt have a fantastic rest of your day or night depending on when you are listening in see ya